Welcome to the Fantasy Football Show. Now, unlike uh, some other organizations, we do allow copious amounts of drinking here. The show to tune to for fantasy football knowledge. So if any of you took Doug Martin early, there are flasks over there on the table. It's the Fantasy Football Show with Jeff Meller. Dear Lord, please help homeless friends understand that make-believe computer football is no excuse for using the internet to be mean. This is the Fantasy Football Show on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000, ESPN Chicago app, and 100.3 HD2. Welcome into week five of the NFL season. If you have a fantasy football question, I am here for you for the next hour. I am Jeff Meller from 8 to 9 a.m. here on ESPN 1000, 312-332-3776. Here with you every Sunday morning to help you set your fantasy football lineup and get a win. Of course, the Fantasy Football Show is always presented by Twin Peaks Eats, Drinks, Scenic Views. If you want to hit me up on Twitter as well, it's at Jeff underscore Meller. That's M-E-L-L-E-R. But as always, the earlier you get in, at 312-332-3776, the more likely I'm able to get to your call before we wrap at 9 o'clock. All right, let's get it off. It's time to get things underway on the Fantasy Football Show. Jeff Miller gets it going with First and Ten. Usually begin with some reaction to Thursday night's game, but because of the momentous injury to Russell Wilson and the effects on fantasy football, I figured I would just give it a brief moment here because, of course, Russell Wilson did have surgery on the middle finger, had three pins inserted into the finger there, so expected to miss four weeks. Looks, or it sounds like he's eyeing at least a week 10 return against the Packers, so but the doctors believe that it's possible he could be even be back in four. So that is the latest on Russell Wilson. When you look at the Seahawks, what you saw from Geno, Geno Smith was at least encouraging for DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett owners out there, especially so for DK Metcalf. Seemed like Geno Smith was a lot more confident than we ever saw him years ago when he was under center for the Jets. DK Metcalf came out and balled, especially when Geno Smith did enter the game. So I think that might actually be a little bit encouraging for Metcalf owners out there. Lockett, not as productive with Geno Smith, so might be a little bit of a hit on him. But again, at least we saw something that what resembled an offense, an NFL caliber offense. So with Wilson down, I think, you know, if you have Wilson, the only positive I would say is that at the quarterback position, for the most part, if you're not in deeper leagues, super flex leagues, you can actually react to losing a quarterback for four weeks or so and not absolutely have your season tanked. So that is the encouraging news regarding Russell Wilson. London is calling. The Atlanta Falcons are the home team against the New York Jets today at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in London, which means we have ourselves a kickoff coming down in 27 minutes from now. So make sure that if you have yourself some Jets or Falcons in the lineup that you do or do not want to start, you are accounting for that because, of course, you've got your lineup locks. And, of course, some sites even lock five minutes early. So let's make sure that we go ahead and confirm that we've got the guys 
in or out of your lineup that you have. Two guys you're going to want out of your lineup are Calvin Ridley and Russell Gage. They did not travel to London, so they are not going to be options for the Falcons today. I think that's concerning for anyone who owns Matt Ryan and has been relying on him. If you have a decent alternative, I would recommend going with them because the offense in general has been a trouble spot for the Atlanta Falcons if your name is not Cordero Patterson. I would say, though, I will still stick with Kyle Pitts without Ridley, without Gage. Certainly the Jets are going to be focusing on Pitts, but listen, if not today, then when? It would seem to be a decent volume day at the very least for Kyle Pitts. So if you drafted him and you've been a little bit frustrated by the production you've been getting, I'm still rolling with him today. Again, uh, 8.30 kickoff for the Jets and Falcons in London. All right. You hear that horn? Why are we going to be talking about the Vikings? Well, the Vikings head coach, Mike Zimmer, is calling Delvin Cook a game-time decision due to that ankle injury. So if Cook does play, it's no sure thing that his uh, usual workload uh, will be there for him. And um, it definitely seems like it's going to be a bit of an active day for Alexander Madison. It's hard to get away from Delvin Cook, but if you have anybody who looks like they can give you some production, I would consider putting get Delvin Cook on the bench. I can understand if you don't feel great about it, but hate to hear the idea that, you know, he's not going to be seeing his full workload, what that means. I don't know, but just the fact that ankle injuries are a tough one to power your way through as a player and they can easily end up with a, an early end for your day as well. So if I'm a Delvin cook owner, I am looking at my options because I don't feel great about him today. And I can't even start Alexander Madison either based on this, because it seems like cook, you know, is going to begin the game. And if he, if he can, if he can give you anything, then all of a sudden Alexander Madison might only have, will only see five to 10 touches. So I think if you can avoid the Vikings backfield today, uh, you're probably in better shape. There will be no touchdowns for Christian touchdowns for McCaffrey today because he is ruled out probably probably the prudent thing for the Panthers to do as they, as you see, they have designs on a big season, making moves with the addition of Stefan Gilmore. So it's probably, even though McCaffrey owners, I think we're getting a little bit excited hearing him talk about how he was encouraged by his progress this week. One more week of Chuba Hubbard is going to have to be the uh, medicine you're going to take if you are a McCaffrey owner. And I think you could start Hubbard Obviously, it doesn't look like he's going to be what Mike Davis was last year when he stepped in, at least based on the, you know, the game and a half that we've seen so far. But some production at the very least, um, he's the guy who, uh, if, you're ha- if you have to choose an alternative in the backfield for McCaffrey, it would be Hubbard today. And then I'm at least encouraged by the fact that with the hamstring injury, McCaffrey was talking about having a, you know, the ability to maybe go this week, I think that's encouraging. And as long as there's no setback, I think we can probably feel comfortable about having him in our lineups next week. Mahomes throws, pass, caught, Williams, touchdown, Kansas City, jumps on top. Ah, that was the uh, last normal Super Bowl we had back before COVID was a thing. Damian Williams was, or should have been at least, your MVP in that game. He went over 100 yards, scored a couple couple of times. Pat Mahomes did get the MVP in that game. But Damian Williams is somebody who, 
in this three to five week period that David Montgomery is expected to be out, I think can be a starting running back in fantasy. I do think Khalil Herbert will be involved, but just based on the fact that Damian Williams is a vet, he knows the system, is good in passing situations, good as a pass blocker. So I think Damian Williams is certainly a serviceable backup or I'm, I'm a plug-in with, without David Montgomery. So, And if you were fortunate enough to able to be able to grab Damian Williams and you're not a Montgomery, Montgomery owner, I think you certainly have to consider starting him because I think this week he's somebody who I would definitely use over Delvin Cook if you're you know, if you're wondering, what are you, you going to chance it? No, I, David, Damian Williams is someone who I think in this increased workload can be a productive player. So the only hesitancy would be because Khalil Herbert, I do think, will be involved until we see him be the featured back. You know, you're kind of saying, OK, this is um, I'm kind of wish casting here and assuming that Damian Williams will be the starter. But there's a chance that Khalil Herbert could be you know, it could be more of a 50-50 split. So that's the one thing we'll have to see have to see play out. But I do like Damian Williams' talent, and I think he could be a serviceable replacement for most fantasy football lineups. Second down and goal. Mixon out of the backfield. Has some daylight. Hurdles to the end zone. In for the score, and he took a lick from Miles Jack, but he hung on. Touchdown, Cincinnati. So this is troublesome. Joe Mixon is likely to play today, but he's going to be less than 100%. And in a similar situation to Delvin Cook, what this does is it kind of makes it very difficult to use either Mixon or Samaje Pirine, who was the likely beneficiary if Mixon was out. So Mixon, Pirine, if you have either, I don't feel great. I don't. I cannot recommend using Pirine, though, if Mixon is active today. If you have Joe Mixon, you know, and you don't really have any alternatives, you can go ahead and use him. But I don't feel great about it. And I certainly don't feel good about the fact that he was not really a participant in practice all week. So he's going to have to be a true gamer in this one. You know, maybe the only thing you can find solace is in the fact that they're going up against the banged up Packers defense today. So maybe, um, you know, that's the optimism. But I don't feel great about using Joe Mixon today. I'm happy she's renovating her kitchen, but if I have to hear about subway tile one more time... I know, right? She actually, she's the first person to ever put it in her home. <laughs> um, hello, 1904. Uh, who doesn't love a nice uh, subway tile backsplash, Baker? Baker Mayfield dealing with a torn labrum on his non-throwing shoulder. You can't be using Baker Mayfield at this point in fantasy anyway, unless it's a super flex league. I will say, though, um, this is discouraging for anybody who is hopeful that Odell Beckham might be ascending as he was coming back from his own ACL injury from last year. You know, there were a couple throws last Sunday that were certainly there for big plays for Odell Beckham and Baker Mayfield just completely missed him, especially on one that would have been a long touchdown. So that is discouraging for Beckham owners. Again, you cannot be using Baker Mayfield at this point, but if you're somebody who was hopeful that Beckham might be, you know, on his way back as a fantasy contributor, Eh, I if I if you can avoid using him this week, let's kind of see how much this really does affect Baker Mayfield because I did not like what I saw from him last week. The Bears, I f- all the Bears. I hear you, George, but you're going to have some more time to watch the Bears because you are not going to be on the field anytime soon. George Kittle placed on injured reserve, so the 49ers will not have him for at least three weeks. They're hopeful that he'll be able to return 
in four weeks from now after his IR stint is over um, because that calf injury, of course, he, he gutted his way through it last week, but was not as effective as we've come to expect. So George Kittle placed on injured reserve for the 49ers and not available for three weeks. And when you knock us down, we're going to get up. And on the way up, we're going to bite a kneecap off, all right? And we're going to stand up. And then it's going to take two more shots to knock us down, all right? And on the way up, we're going to take your other kneecap. Uh, I hear you, Dan Campbell, Lions head coach. There's a couple of Lions worth noting who um, are going to step right back up and bite some kneecaps. Uh, TJ Hawkinson listed as questionable for today's game due to that knee injury. He's expected to play. And Jamal Williams who is questionable with a hip injury, is also expected to play. So you heard it from the coach. You can't keep them down. They're going to keep fighting. <laughs> ah, that's Gronk's laugh. And as we know, he is been ruled out for today's game as well. So just another tight end who is not going to be available for us, which is, uh, you know, pretty uh, another big blow. Of course, you've found hopefully an alternative after because last week you needed one, but um yet another week without Gronk. And with all these tight end injuries, the position is um, becoming more and more difficult to find a actual difference maker these days if you don't have Travis, don't call me Kelsey Kels, and Darren Waller. All right, there are the key injuries and notes for you to be aware of. I am Jeff Meller, 312-332-3776. Going to zip through all of your lineup dilemmas up next. The Fantasy Football Show is back with the guru of fantasy football, Jeff Meller. How's your lineup looking? It's not good. Dial us up at 312-332-ESPN. If I start him and then he doesn't play, I literally have nothing in the bank. I have no backup. That's 312-332-3776. This is the Fantasy Football Show on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. reminder you've got about seven minutes in most leagues to get your lineup set for that Falcons and Jets game which gets underway in London at 8 30 this morning so let's make sure that uh, if you're listening right now and you've got somebody like a Matt Ryan um, I'm not going to say Zach Wilson because you're crazy if you're starting him for some reason uh, God help you if you're relying on a Jets running back right now Michael Carter you know, Jamison Crowder, maybe Corey Davis. Corey Davis, you know what? He looked pretty good last week. Um, I know the Jets offense has been, you know, tough to stomach, but Corey Davis, maybe someone you can you can use today or some of those Falcons players. Of course, I already talked about Ridley and Gage not making the trip. But because of that, let's go to Nathan, who is in Burbank, who has a Falcons-related question. What's up, Nate? Hey, good morning. Great show, buddy. Thanks, man. Yeah, uh, uh, PPR, I'm in uh, injury hell. I need three. Uh, okay. Leonard Fournette, Damian Williams, Cordero Patterson, and Marquise Brown. All right. So, Nate, uh, yeah, I'm definitely Great using Pat. Well, hey, listen, it, it could be worse. I will say that because all these guys I do think have the potential to put up some numbers on a week-in, week-out basis. For me, at this point, even though he is not getting the snap count that you'd love to see, I still think you, you can't turn away from Cordero Patterson because, listen, Whenever he's on the field, they're making a point to get him the ball. It almost seems like, I mean, listen, he's not Derrick Henry, but Arthur Smith has, he loves, you know, the talent and the physicality that Patterson brings when he's out there on the field. So 
I would think that Patterson's probably going to see more snaps today. So you got to keep him locked in the lineup without, you know, Ridley and Gage being available. So you got to keep rolling with Patterson until he gives you a reason not to. I'm personally going to say I would use Hollywood Brown because of the big play ability. I talked last week about I was hoping he was going to be more focused after the drops. And sure enough, he was focused on that touchdown catch last week. So I think you can go ahead and use him. And then I would use personally Damien Williams because I do think he's in line for the lion's share of the carries, Nate. So I would leave Lenny Fournette on the bench this week. Again, 312-332-3776 if you want to jump in. Nate drops off, which leaves a line open for you. Let's say good morning to our man, Mike, who's in Mount Prospect. What's up, Mike? Hey, Jeff, let me just quickly say that, that why you're so good and let your listeners know this. Last week, you started off the show, no Pittsburgh wide receivers, and then I gave you my explanation, Clay pulled out. You said, Mike, go ahead and start on me. Put up 24 points, and I won the game by four. So thank you for you're, – you're good at this, man. You're really oh, thanks, good Thanks, Mike. It. I, do, they, they, hey. I have the they, – they let me uh, talk on the air for a reason, so I do appreciate the love, man. <laughs> oh, you're yeah, it was great. You're, you're, you're flexible. You listen to other people, you know, and that's what's mm. great. I got a quick one for you, but it's a very tough one. I have a, I am a, a McCaffrey owner, and I've got uh, two running backs here. I picked up Damian uh, Williams uh, against mm-hmm. the, uh, Vegas, uh, and uh, I also have uh, Kareem Hunt at uh, the Chargers. So that's a tough one. Sure. PPR. Um, yeah. So okay. So I will say odd, but at this point, so the way it's trending, Kareem Hunt. So in the four games, he's got nine, fourteen, sixteen, and sixteen touches. It seems like, for the most part, unless things go completely haywire, and even if they do because of uh, the torn labrum, with I mentioned with Mayfield, the Browns are, you know, they're a throwback to the 80s. They're, they're going to win by, you know, po- you know, power football and relying on their defense. So, you know, even though Chubb's there, Hunt gets plenty of series, and they are committed to the run. And I like Damian Williams, but because I can't tell you definitively right now how Nagy's going to use the backfield exactly. between between Williams and Herbert. I, Kareem Hunt, you know, he's he's a 1B. You know, you got Chubb as the 1A, Hunt's a 1B. But, he, you know, at this point, with the way the landscape is in fantasy football, I, I think most people who have Kareem Hunt can feel pretty comfortable about counting on, like, 15 touches. And the right. thing is, like, it's, you know, sometimes you're like, oh, if I get 15 touches from this guy, I think I'm going to be good. But you, you kind of shrug your shoulders and, like, but I'm not quite sure what kind of player he is. We know Kareem Hunt is one of the, you know, he's probably one of the top 12 running backs in football. So I think the way the Browns are using him in Chubb, most teams have to use him at this point because you know they're committed to the run. Right. Okay. Thanks so much, Jeff. All right. Keep up the Mike, thanks, th- thanks for the love and the call. Always appreciate it. Let's go on out to Bridgeport and say good morning to Tom. What's up, Tom? Hey, Jeff. How are you doing today? How are you? Um, I need two of these four, uh, Marvin Jones, Antonio Brown, T. Higgins, or Antonio Gibson. The only reason why I got him in there is because of the shin. And I do have uh, Cook and Matson. So kind of in predicament right now, you know? Yeah, yeah. So are, are Cook and Madison in, in that mix for you, Tom, or are they already is one of them already in the lineup? They're not in the lineup yet, no. no okay. I'm not waiting to so, see what happens with them, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I definitely, yeah, you're right about Gibson's shin, but it looks like, you know, he's going to be a go. So it's hard not to use Gibson if he's out there when you're, when the other options you're giving me are kind of, you know, the receivers where, where the, the problem with the receiver is that there are so many guys after like the top 10 
who on a week-in and week-out basis can kind of go off but can also be quiet depending on the way the passing game unfolds. And I'll be honest, like, it's, it, I can't predict the future. That's the one thing people kind of, like, expect you to do when you host the show here. The truth is that of those receivers that you gave me, um, you know, with Antonio Brown, T. Higgins, Marvin Jones, like, at this point I'm staying away from Marvin Jones and the Jaguars because with the, the whole chaotic week they've had, I don't feel good about using anybody if you don't have to. So for me, right. it's, uh, you know, it's, it's Higgins versus Brown. And I think I personally would use Brown. I would let, uh, I'd want to see T Higgins for one week, see him back out there looking good with Joe Burrow before I, you know, feel really comfortable about getting him back into the lineup because um, certainly Boyd and uh, you know, Chase have been the beneficiaries of his, in his absence. You know what I'm saying? So I would use Brown yeah. and Gibson, Tom. And, and it, because you can kind of stay away from Cook, um, you know, I, because you got some good options, I would this week. And plus, I have Najee Harris too, so I'm playing him. Yeah, so. yeah, you have to keep using Najee Harris because at you know you know that the Steelers, if they're going to have any chance of really winning, they're going to have to ride him. And you saw even late last week, they were still giving him the ball when they needed to. So you know he scored that late touchdown. You know it was kind of a garbage time touchdown, but it was certainly valuable in fantasy so we will take it let's try ali who's in rogers park hey ali you're on the fantasy football show hey how's it going jeff thanks for taking my call man no problem thanks for making it all righty so uh i need um two out of these five so i picked up damian williams uh and i did have david montgomery um and then i got chubba hubbard based off your recommendation and then uh Leonard Fournette, Damian Harris, and I still have Tony Pollard, but some tell me yeah. I got to probably get rid of him. Well, yeah, I will say try and – I would still try and find ways to keep Pollard on your bench because here's the thing. So I haven't mentioned it yet, but Ezekiel Elliott, he's going to play, but he was listed as questionable with a knee injury that's been, you know, giving him some problems. So it's worth hanging on to Tony Pollard because Elliott's already dealing with a knee issue. So even though – Elliot's going to play, and now I'm not saying to start Pollard this week, but certainly anybody out there who, if you're in a roster crunch and you're wondering, should I cut Tony Pollard, I would vehemently say no. Do your best to try and find somebody else to cut instead if you're looking to make a roster move of the options he gave me there. So what I haven't talked about yet, and it looks like it could be, you know, this could be a huge blow to the Patriots. They're down and out with uh, four offensive linemen today. <laughs> They've got a couple guys who are going to be who are on the COVID list and not off. Trent Brown was placed on injured reserve, so he's going to be out for a few weeks. So the Patriots are going into this game without four starting offensive linemen. That concerns me mm. about Damien Harris. Yeah, so of your oh, options, right. yeah. I would say I would use Williams and Hubbard. I you know I was hoping to tell people that I was going to roll with Damien Harris this week, but because of their offensive line, I can't really in good conscience recommend using him because I'm not going to be using him in my league. So um, if you can avoid using Damian Harris today, I think it's uh, probably a, the smart move because it's tough to go into a game with four new offensive starting linemen. So let's try Dave, who's in Elkhorn, Wisconsin. Hey, Dave. Good morning, Jeff. Hey, I got a, a uh, flex question here, PPR. And then mm -hmm. I want to ask you something real quick on a, on a running back. Um, I got Kenny Galladay. Uh, with Shepard and, and uh, Slayton out, Marquise mm -hmm. Brown, who's hot at Monday nights, four touchdowns in his four games, mm -hmm. and Emmanuel Sanders, who has a juicy matchup tonight. 
granted, he's not the number one receiver on Buffalo, but uh, I need one of those three. And and you are in the PPR format, right, Dave? Yes, sir. Yes. Yeah. And then yeah, I also, that... would you start? Would you would you possibly start Zach Moss? I, I know this is a stupid question, but instead of uh, Delvin Cook today, you know, it's 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 not. I can understand it, and that's that's a tough one because you really are, you know, um, banking on the Chiefs' defense just continuing to be a sieve, and it's certainly possible. But the one, you know, I just I hate the fact that it's not even like a split backfield in Buffalo because I I said it last week. I think Josh Allen is a goal line back in in his own way. You know, they yep. love to spread it out when they get near the you know inside the ten, and he'll take off and run because it's so effective. And so because of that, even though Zach Moss scored a touchdown last week, I think, right, if I'm not mixing up my previous weeks, yeah. too. But, um, you know, it, it's I, – I, I, I just have a hard time committing to using Zach Moss. But, you know, based on the reports with Delvin Cook today, I can see it. I personally, though, in that situation, I would still – assuming Delvin Cook is active and it's a noon game, so we'll know early. If Delvin Cook is active, I personally could not get away from – putting him on the bench for Zach Moss, Dave, you know, I just don't feel comfortable right. about that. So, um, but back to your original question, Galladay, Hollywood Brown, or Emmanuel Sanders, I would use Hollywood Brown. Um, the, the Colts defense certainly is, has been struggling all season long. And Lamar obviously takes a couple shots, a couple deep shots a game to Hollywood Brown. So um, based on the fact that he did secure that one last week, I would use him. I just, you know, the, again, the Bills' offense, it's, the only guy I feel comfortable using in the Bills' offense for the most part is uh, Allen and Diggs because, you know, Diggs is going to eat. But, you know, Sanders, I, I understand why you're considering it, but, like, that's one of those situations where if I, don't, if I have better options, I can't really bring myself to using Sanders until I see more from him on a week-in, week week-out basis. All right. Thanks, Jeff. No problem. Thank you, Dave. All right, again, 312-332-3776. Looks like we have two lines open, so jump in now, and I'll be able to get you uh, on the air before we wrap things up at 9 o'clock today. Again, the Fantasy Football Show starting every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. Don't forget, as well, I will be hosting the pregame coverage with Dion Miller today as the Bears are in Vegas. We give you the pregame show two hours before the Bears game starts, so we are on at 1 o'clock today. Miller and Miller back at noon with Bears and Vegas coverage. But... For now, the fantasy football questions you have, line them up and jump on in because we'll get to them before 9 o'clock here on ESPN 1000. Is your tight end in or out? Don't answer that. Is your backfield in good shape? Uh, never mind. Welcome back to ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. It's the Fantasy Football Show with Jeff Meller. Week five is underway. The Rams have taken down the Seahawks, and if you're just waking up, hopefully you did not have any Falcons or Jets that uh, you did not want in your lineup because lineups have locked for that game, and the Falcons and Jets are getting underway in London today, the always weird London game. How do you feel, Tyler, about an 8.30 a.m. London game, Tyler Aki on the board for us here on the Fantasy Football Show on ESPN 1000. How do you feel about an 8.30 NFL kick? Too early for me. Way too early for me. 
I think that's how most people feel. I'll be honest. It's, it, it's just a weird, you know, it, it doesn't really, I, I understand why they did it. They were trying to capitalize. Okay. You know, we're going to get people out and, you know, we have to, we want to put this game on for marketing purposes, grow the game, but boy, in America here, that game, it always feels like an absolute afterthought when they put it on at eight thirty. Now the bears have played in London, uh, you know, a couple of times, but they have generally been the noon kick. So it really hasn't affected us locally here in Chicago, but these eight thirty AM games, man, just, it, they just feel weird. And, and they usually end up being a game like the jets and Falcons, which um, not too many people feel a need or compelled to really go out of their way to watch, at least not wake up early for. So, but that one is underway. So if anything happens, we will uh, let you know before things wreck up, wrap up here on the Fantasy Football Show. Again, I'm Jeff Meller, 312-332-3776, here with you every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. before the uh, games kick off, usually anyway, if there's not a London game, um, to help you set your fantasy football lineup. You can also hit me up on Twitter at Jeff underscore Meller. That's M-E-L-L-E-R. Let's say hello to Scott, who is in Maryville. Hey, Scott, you're on the Fantasy Football Show. Hey, how you doing? <clears throat> Excuse me. I got What's a up, PPR Scotty? question. I got a PPR question. Uh, four guys, Michael Pittman, uh, Chase Claypool. I have Chuba, and I got Damian Williams. And the only one thing, you know, all those guys I could argue for and against. Yes. My other question, mm-hmm. too, as a side note, is with Damian Williams, is he going to be like more of an Alexander Madison where, like, you know, you can plug him in and he's going to get points like Dalvin Cook? Or kind of like Chuba, who there's been a lot of talk, but like last week, he wasn't anything really, you know, outstanding. So, yeah, it's no, four, I it's, need one guy on the flex, PPR. So, it's a fair question, Scott. What I will say is that Damian Williams in his career has proven that he can, in, you know, short bursts. And when I say, when I mean short bursts, I'm talking about like for a short, like week period, you know, a couple weeks, two, three, four weeks when he's been the um, primary, you know, uh, primary back, he has been productive and he's done so in the biggest stages. You know, I, I played the touchdown that he, he scored in the Super Bowl when he went over 100 yards. He had a, you know, he had a great run when the Chiefs won uh, won the Super Bowl a couple years ago where he was the featured back during the playoffs. Now, his productivity during the regular season wasn't nearly as impressive as the playoffs were that year, but a lot of people sometimes if you're just looking at stats, you don't look at the playoff log. He was really good. So I do think that the bet here is on Damian Williams of the options he gave me. I, I don't love using Claypool right now because Roethlisberger looks like he's cooked. Right. Um, you know, Pittman, Pittman's, you know, again, Wentz with the two uh, ank- playing through the ankle injuries, um, you know, is a little bit. Uh, you know, I, I mean, it leaves me a little bit leery. So at that, at that you know, and then you, you mentioned it with Hubbard, listen, he, he's going to probably see 15 touches, but you know, if he's not going to get in the end zone, you know, his day could be, you know, very pedestrian. So I right. would roll with Damian Williams, especially because it's a PPR here. I think, um, you know, he's somebody who is a good pass catching back. And so I think he's the, he's very likely to see, you know, 15 to 18 touches. Certainly, I do think Khalil Herbert will be in the mix, but I have to believe that Damian Williams, because of uh, his uh, history with Matt Nagy in Kansas City, um, will be the guy who you want to use this week. Let's head on out to Palatine and say hello to Caleb. What's up, Caleb? Hey, hey good morning, Jeff. Uh, listen to you every week. 
Uh, I have a dynasty uh, trade question. Uh, PPR league, 10 team. Uh, I'm being offered uh, James Robinson, Nick Chubb, and Corey Davis for uh, Jonathan Taylor, who I have. Um, I'm concerned about uh, Zach Wilson throwing the ball to Corey Davis and um, Nick Chubb's like injury history. So I just wanted you, want to know your thoughts on that. That's interesting to me, Caleb. So I will say, so when you, uh, every dynasty league's a little bit different. Do you basically have these guys for as long as you want them, or is there some limit on how long a, guy, a player can actually be on your team? Yeah, it's as long as we want them. Uh, we have 11 keepers per year. So Okay, so yeah, it's, uh-huh. it's a true dynasty format here. And uh, Caleb, I have to say, to me, I understand your concern about Nick Chubb, but the reality is to me, he is a more talented player than Jonathan Taylor. So, you know, if I just boil it down, if you were offered Chubb for Taylor straight up, I would want the Nick Chubb side of that. I love Kevin Stefanski. I trust him as an offensive coordinator. They are committed to the run. And I know it's a little frustrating with Kareem Hunt, but truth be told, um, yeah, because you're getting those other pieces as well. I don't even need, I wouldn't, I listen, Corey Davis was, good last year and I think last even you know he was very good the first week last week he, he played better um I think he will in time his, the stats will be there for him he'll be a solid let's say he'll be in between that like two three range for most wide receivers in fantasy so I think you'll, you'll, he's somebody you'll be okay starting most weeks and then I mean I don't love James Robinson but he's a starting caliber running back so I would rather have Chubb versus Taylor and then you're getting those two pieces as well to offset the concerns about you know okay Jonathan Taylor is going to be a true featured back I hear you but yeah I would make that deal because I think Nick Chubb is just a better player than Jonathan Taylor so with those additional pieces it would be too good for me to pass up awesome yeah thanks for the advice appreciate it no problem love that a trade call uh, on a Sunday morning here which uh, it's always nice to mix things up here on the fantasy football show again I'm Jeff Meller let's try Jasper who's in Tinley Park hey Jasper you're on the fantasy football show Hey, Jeff, thanks for taking the call. Um, two uh, PPR format, two wide receivers, um, four choices, um, Jacoby Myers, um, Hollywood Brown, uh, C.D. Lamb, and um, T. Higgins. Oof. All right, so I'm going to say I would definitely – I know it's been frustrating, but I, I, I can't – I cannot recommend benching C.D. Lamb unless we're talking about, you know – uh, someone who has three absolute no-brainer studs at the wide receiver position because the talent is just so remarkable for him that I think the week you bench him is going to be the week that you immediately regret it because he goes off and scores a couple yeah. touchdowns. Um, you know, so especially when we're talking about the options that you have there. Listen, the way I look at it, I can't get, I can't drive myself crazy because you're not going to predict which guy is going to score the most points every week. I know we're trying to do that. But some weeks we're just going to be flat out wrong. For the most part, try and play like the elite talents for me. It comes down to when we're talking about, you know, differences on the fringes where I'll start having, I'll start, you know, playing around with my lineup. But someone like CD Lamb, for the most part, he's locked in my lineup every week unless he's dealing with a, a severe injury that's limiting him. So CD Lamb for sure. And then for me, it comes down to Hollywood versus Jacoby Myers. And with with the lineup, with the line, you know, is in as much of a mess as it is for the Patriots today, uh, I'm concerned about that. So I would use Hollywood, Hollywood Brown because, um, like I said, he's always a threat to get one of those uh, long ones where he makes your week just by catching that. So I would use Hollywood Brown this week because of the Patriots offensive line, Jasper. All right. Thanks. I appreciate it. Thank you. 
Let's try Jerry, who's in Darien. Hey, Jerry. Hi, Jeff. Thanks for all your help these years. Our family is calling, cele- celebrating 30 years of our fantasy football team. Oh, that's awesome. I love to hear yeah. that. Yeah. That is awesome. Loved it. So, um, I it's a 10-team full-point PPR. I need mm-hmm. one of the three. Trey Sermon, Kenneth Gainwell, and Jalen Waddell. All right. So, Jerry, I think um, I'm going to cross uh, Kenneth Gainwell out right now. Um, it's been encouraging for him because he's been in the mix more. But right now, just the way the offense operates in Philadelphia, I don't love relying on Jalen Hurts. And, you know, in the PPR format, obviously, you want your running backs to catch some passes. So I would use Jalen Waddle this week. I'm intrigued by Trey Sermon, but I haven't talked about it yet today. But Eli Mitchell is likely to return this week. And so I think it's one of those situations where I do believe eventually Trey Sermon will be the featured back for the 49ers at some point this season. But I'm not sure if it's going to be out of the get-go here. And I, you know, what I didn't like is that Eli Mitchell in week one, when Raheem Mostert was injured, Eli Mitchell became the feature back. And so now that he's finally at least going to be on the field, it looks like, I'd be concerned about using Trey Sermon this week. So I would use the wide receiver there, Jalen Waddell. Um, I know Jacoby Brissett hasn't been great, certainly, but I would uh, still use the receiver in this situation, Jerry. Thank you. That's who I was leaning towards. Thanks. Perfect. We are simpatico, Jerry. Thanks for making the call. Again, 312-332-3776. One more segment to go. Chance to take your calls. Again, this is the Fantasy Football Show with you every Sunday morning starting at 8 a.m. So make sure you make it appointment listening. No score right now in the Falcons-Jets game. We are about five minutes in in the first quarter in that London game. Cordero Patterson already has two carries for 18 yards. Dude is being fed the ball this year. Back after this on ESPN 1000. This hour is brought to you by Northwestern Football, Chicago's Big Ten team. College football returns to Wrigley Field this fall for the first time since 2010. Join Northwestern Football when they host Purdue in the Wildcats Classic on November 20th. Tickets on sale now at Cubs.com slash football. The Fantasy Football Show is back with a guru of fantasy football, Jeff Meller. He's listed as questionable. Questionable. What does that mean? No one knows what that means. Dial us up at 312-332-ESPN. I mean, they know if they're playing. They know. They should tell us. That's 312-332-3776. This is the Fantasy Football Show on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000 and 100.3 HD2. We've got a field goal on the board in London. Young Way Koo connects from 31 yards out. And as I mentioned, Cordero Patterson is doing the Cordero Patterson things in Atlanta. A couple carries for 18 yards. He threw a pass. That was incomplete. And as I said, if not now, when for Kyle Pitts? Well, maybe it's shaping up that way. Nobody will ever, if it does turn out to be his breakout game, I'm sure nobody will ever be able to remember and say, I watched it because, of course, it is the London game. But Kyle Pitts, so far, two catches for 16 yards. We like to see that in the uh, fantasy football world because that is certainly why he was picked so high. All right, 312-332-3776. You're not going to be able to get through now because the lines are still jammed up. I'm going to rush through and try and get everybody in. And if I don't, I'll wrap it up quickly at the end of the show. But again, uh, make sure that uh, if you want to be a participant in the fantasy football show with me, Jeff Meller, here, 
that you try and uh, wake up a little bit earlier and get in early because uh, they do fill up quickly. Let's go on out to Alex, who is in Lincoln. Looks like he's got a defensive question. What's up, Alex? Hey, Jeff. I, uh, I've i been frustrated with the Washington defense. Um, they've been killing me. Um, so Rightfully I'm so, yeah. At, um, yeah, I'm looking at the Bears, um, at the Raiders, or I'm looking at mm-hmm. Chargers. Um, I think the, who are the Chargers playing? Cleveland. Um, so the Chargers yeah. are at home against the Browns. And for me, um, I do like the fact that I feel pretty good about suggesting the Chargers here, Alex. Um, you know, the way I approach it, unless you're, you know, as, as long as we're talking about like fairly standard defensive scoring, is I look for teams, you know, defensive coordinators I like who have playmakers on their roster. And, you know, Bosa and Derwin James are the, the, you know, the real, like, I look for, like, just elite pass rushers who can create possible turnovers for me. Um, you know, with the Bears right now, Mac, good news is it looks like he's going to play, but Akeem Hicks is out. So the defense, you know, right now against the Raiders, which, which has a uh, pretty solid offensive um, game plan from week to week at home, don't love that matchup. And as you mentioned, you know, Washington has been kind of a, a nightmare defensively, which is certainly not what we expected. They do have like I mentioned, the playmaker that I was looking for, they do have, you know, a great edge rusher and Chase Young, but everything else has kind of been a mess for them. So I would use the Chargers defense because with Baker Mayfield having the um, the torn leg- labrum as well on the non-throwing shoulder, but it seems like, you know, it's probably affecting his ability to throw a little bit. I like the uh, Chargers defense in this situation, Alex. So, and being at home as well, certainly uh, bodes well. So all those lean me towards the uh, Chargers in that situation. Cool, and then the and the Washington has KC and Green Bay next two weeks, so I probably won't feel too bad about dropping them. So, all right, thanks, Jeff. Take care. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's, it's a situation where at this point, no need to uh, carry three defenses. You could certainly use that roster spot, spot more efficiently. So, I would definitely go ahead and cut ties with the Washington football team defense. Let's try Tom, who's downtown. What's up, Tom? Hey, not much. How you doing? I have a PBR question. Um, Marvin Jones, Tyler Boyd, or Jamal Williams for the flex? Yeah, so I would say I'd go ahead and use Tyler Boyd here. Marvin Jones, you know, the first three weeks was pretty solid. Last week, not so much. And then, of course, what I mentioned earlier, I, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen with the Jaguars today. But um, if you don't have to use any of their players, you probably have to use James, James Robinson if you have him because you're not going to have better options. But right now, if you could avoid using Marvin Jones, I don't know. That's, it seems like they're, they certainly had a chaotic week canceling meetings on Monday because of Urban Meyer's debacle. And I just feel like it's a situation where if you can avoid it, go ahead and do so. Let's try Jordan in Vernon Hills. Hey, Jordan. Hey, Jeff. Uh, I, I was initially told your producer uh, I brought Jalen Waddle, but I, I'm going to start Waddle. I, I, my question then would be Leonard Fournette. It's a PPR. Leonard Fournette. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if Gio Bernard is going to be playing uh, or T. Higgins. And I know T. Higgins is coming back from injury, but Jerry Alexander is not playing for the Packers. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, mm-hmm. So just between those two, T. Higgins and then Leo uh, Leonard Fournette. Uh, yeah, so you know what? you bring Bernard. up Jordan, you bring up a great point with Jair Alexander out. He may even be – they're waiting, awaiting word from the doctors, the Packers are, that he could be done for the season. But primarily for today, I like the T. Higgins option and – Versus Fournette, yeah, it looks like you know, so. It's it looks like Gio Bernard is going to return, so that's probably going to take away some of Fournette's value in the passing game, of course. And I do like where your head's at with Higgins um, taking advantage of 
the Packers secondary. And the good thing is that Higgins, you know, he is with that big body, as certainly a red zone threat, at least a little more so than Boyd is in my mind. So I like T Higgins today against the Packers when, uh, and when you lay out your options there. So, and, and I have to admit, I'm just, you know, Leonard Fournette for, you know, it's, I have a hard time using Leonard Fournette most weeks, every once in a while, he will give you something, but um, you know, it just, he, He's hard to trust on a week-to-week basis. Let's head on out to Denver. Spend a lot of time in the state of Colorado. I do. What's up, Isaac? Hey, Jeff. Love your show. Bear down. Go Sox. Man, terrible news about Damien Harris. I was hoping anyone playing the Texans would have a good day. But Absolutely. Kind of in a bind since uh, the Jets and Falcons already started. So it's either Damien Harris, Khalil Herbert, or J.D. McKissick, uh, half-point PPR. Again, love the show. Thanks sure. for all the advice, and come out to Colorado anytime. Uh, thanks, Isaac. I do appreciate it, and believe me, I certainly do. I would, um, you know, I, you, you're right. It's not not very encouraging. I don't feel great because the Patriots' offensive line is going to have four new starters. But it being the Texans and those, you can't. I, I cannot recommend using Khalil Herbert, even though I think he'll be worked in. There's no way I could say go ahead and use him over Harris right now. The Patriots will drive you crazy. But I think when you, you know, and it's because it's not a full point PPR, I can't even say use McKissick. I would use Harris in this situation, Isaac. I'll admit, I don't love it. It could end up, I mean, I guess if you're concerned and you're like risk adverse and you're like, this could be a complete disaster, I'm just going to avoid it. Okay. But truth be told, even though they're going to have, you know, a new offensive line, I still got to believe Harris is going to see 15 to 20 touches, whereas McKissick, you know, It'd be different if it was a full point PPR. Then I'd be like, okay, go ahead and use McKissick. But in a half point PPR, you know, McKissick's probably going to get what five, six catches max. So I would go ahead and still use Harris, even though I don't love it. Gotcha. Awesome. Thanks, Jeff. All right, no problem. And Isaac did mention the White Sox. Yes, listen, do or die tonight. They're, uh, the blackout game. The Sox are at home. We are your home for White Sox baseball. The White Sox and Dylan Cease take on the Astros and Luis Garcia in Game 3. They will be underway with a 7.07 first pitch. Of course, Connor McKnight has your pregame at 6.30. But we've got a special ESPN Chicago pregame. Brian Hanley and Jesse Rogers will be taking over at 4 o'clock today, and they'll take you up to the network pregame show, which Connor will have, of course, as he always does. So huge game for the White Sox. Hopefully they can force a Game 4 do or die here. Let's not end the season this early, boys. It would be a very disappointing way to end the year for this Sox fan here. But hopefully the Sox will be able to force a game four and go ahead and find some magic for uh, these playoffs and maybe sneak out a, a miracle game, uh, a miracle five-game winner here in the LDS. All right, that's it for us. The Fantasy Show, as always, is brought to you by Twin Peaks, Eats, Drinks, Scenic Views. Thank you to them. Thank you as well to my man Tyler Aki on the board. I'll be back with Dion Miller at 1 o'clock for your Bears pregame show. Thanks for listening, folks. I'm Jeff Miller. Talk to you later.